to the Waking Up From Work podcast. My name is Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. Hey, and welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. This is your host, Dave Swillam, kicking you off here. And this is another on-site one. So we actually went to Stay True Barbershop, which is in Nashua, New Hampshire. We went there off hours and we got to talk to the owner, Corey, the manager, Caleb, and one of their fresher barbers, Aaron, who I actually went to high school with. So it was kind of cool to meet back up and see where he's at after we haven't seen each other for a bit. So, and it's also where Ryan gets his haircut. So, I mean, it, you can actually get a chance to meet the Ryan Kerrigan, co-host for the Waking Up From Work podcast, which I know is kind of unreal. So if you want a chance to meet Ryan, uh, you could get your haircut there and it might just happen. But uh, this place was cool. I had never been there before. I'm definitely going to get a cut there soon and uh it's just got like a punk as hell vibe to it and they talk about a lot of nerdy things or at least things that i per you know i'm a nerd and i align with them so i guess i just kind of assume it's nerdy but a lot of cool stuff a lot of good people there so in this episode we talked to them about definitely choosing their location you know transitioning from working by yourself. So maybe you start the business by yourself and then you're moving to working with other people and and having people work for you and what that shift looks like in mentality and mindset and kind of the way that you're changing to develop that way and develop your business. And we talked about communication and culture, both in your employees and what it's like to work in your business and what you're creating for them. And also for your customers, like what does it look like for the environment that they're in? What's it look like for their experience that they're in there? And just the broad point of, listen, you can be the best barber or audio engineer or businessman or whatever you are in the world. And uh, if your attitude is bad or if there's no content other than what it is that you are, then sometimes it's hard to keep customers because... I think it's hard to realize, but sometimes people really, really latch on to you as a person or the culture or the habitat that you've created for them to be in. And it's really, really friggin' important to create something that is the why behind your customer coming back to see you versus anyone else in the planet. Because bottom line is there's a lot of people that went to barber school. And there's a lot of people that are out there that have gone to school or college or training or whatever. There's a lot of people out there. So we talk about what differentiates you and what makes that person come back to your business. But it was a good time. All in all, I'll have some YouTube stuff on this too. But uh, let's check it out. So at 14 of the Waking Up From Work podcast with Stay True Barbershop in Nashua, New Hampshire. Welcome. Hi, good to be here. On site, we've already gone through like how many minutes of how many minutes of puns do you think? I don't know. 
time we get here this morning? Minimum. <laughs> <laughs> I get here at five. Yeah, you get here. Puns, <laughs> just general humor. Seven o'clock this morning, I think you start. Yeah, do you yeah, wake sure, out of just, bed? Just go, yeah, just go down. We're a little ghetto right now. We've got we've got a, a, a mic being passed between Corey and Aaron. But uh, who we got here today? We've got the owner, Corey, the manager, Caleb, uh, Caleb. Caleb, and we've got. I'm just here, dude. I'm, I'm here. I'm just Barbara. <laughs> Barbara yeah, Aaron. Yeah, I just come and post. <laughs> Barbara Air. It's like I'm no. the owner. You hold it. No. <laughs> you work for me. <laughs> so you guys have been here since 2015. Um, we were in Hudson. Uh, we, I opened the shop in July of 2015 um, and knew I didn't really want to stay there. So I started looking in Nashua, uh, found this spot, fell in love instantly. Um, and we've been here since June of last year. So we've been here like eight months now, almost nine. In the Nashua spot? Yeah, in the Nashua spot. We, I like it here. It's a lot nicer. We get a lot more parking. Um, yeah. A lot cooler building. You know, Sweet truck. A lot of history. Yeah, sweet truck. We got a car, too. He's got a sweet yeah. car, too. Really? Yeah, we got... That yeah. one's lettered and everything, too. Yeah. I just parked right outside there. Is that a problem? No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you just block in the door. <laughs> call it, that's, that's a handy quack spot, but... Whoa. No clients are here. Okay. Nobody else here, so... All right. We're like doing you're, the podcast. I refuse enough. to stop it. And I just see it getting towed. And I'm like, I'm absolutely committed. I'm not... I can't. <laughs> well, it's I like... Can't. Episodes running. So it's like... It's, it's, it's a self-proclaimed spot. Yeah. It's not like an actual one. I just like calling it that okay it's good for the for the old timers to come in so how did it so how did all of you how did it start basically like how did this thing happen i know you started up in hudson but so i started off by myself i did like uh about a year by myself um and then one of my longtime clients um wanted to start cutting hair so i hired him and then shortly after i had been cutting caleb's hair for a few years too and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he was in barber school, which is probably my fault. I probably could have apprenticed him, but I had made it very known to him a number of times that I wanted nothing to do with working with anybody. Right. I did it at two other barber shops and absolutely hated it. Wanted nothing to do with anybody. I told him, like, no, this is a one man show and this is it. And then when I saw he was in school, was like, shit, I need this kid working for me. So sick. The, for like a couple of days after he enrolled in barber school, I. Asked him if he wanted to work here, and uh, he's got the skills. <laughs> just kind of, kind of spiraled from there. I mean, him and I just rocked it. The day he was done school, we had him even in the shop. Like the day after he finished school, cutting hair, we just got way too busy and like with walk-in people that like cool. I wasn't used to having because I'm I'm appointment only. Um, and we were just like inundated with customers that day. And I had Caleb come in. I think he did like four or five cuts that Saturday. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Right away. Yeah. It was just like literally it was the day after he had graduated barber school. Yeah, he texted me and we I was supposed to start like the following week. He had texted me and said, Hey, can you come in right now? And I was I was lying in bed and I was like, ah, if you give me like half an hour, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and drove, set up all my stuff and that's like, yeah, that's when it started. Like fall of two thousand sixteen. Sick. Yeah. That's you started when it, when you were already here? Uh, no, we were, we were in Hudson. In Hudson. Yeah, yeah okay. Caleb's been working with me for a little over two years now, almost two and a half. Okay. Yeah. So basically you, you went to barber school yourself. Yeah. And then you started working at places and you're like, this sucks. Like, um, yeah, I was working at a shop and it just wasn't working out. The vibe wasn't right for me. And so it, it just didn't fit, you know? Um, yeah. 
So I left and I worked at another shop for a couple of weeks, kind of well, like my wife and I figured out if we were staying here or leaving. Um, and then from there, I, my wife actually found the spot in Hudson. I was, I was looking for barber chairs cause I was also like doing haircuts at my house. Um, just like help out clients that didn't want to drive all the way to Pelham sure. to get a haircut from me. Um, I have a lot of guys living in like Milford and Hollis and Brookline. So that's a hell of a drive to make out the, all the way out there. Um, I live in yeah. Milford. Yeah. So think about how long, I mean, that's me like that there's like, there's literally like six or seven barber shops all in the oval. Yeah. I don't understand how all of them stay busy. I remember when there it's was, crazy. there was two on the oval and then there was like that gentleman's quarterly or whatever, you know, like a couple blocks down the road from yeah. the oval and the last couple of years, it's crazy now. Like I don't get how that many shops can be that close in a small town. It. I don't understand it. You know, unless there's just that many people coming from like so everywhere between like Keene and Milford, All like the Wilton and yeah, like small town where they just legit have nothing. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, I guess. Yeah. It's about all I could think. Cause it is a good spot. Yeah. You know, being over there. Um, but anyway, you know, so I was I was looking for a better barber chair because I had like a salon chair that I had gotten from my old tattoo artist, like when I was in barber school. Um, and that really wasn't cutting it. I couldn't do like beard trims and stuff at my house. So I was looking for a barber chair. My wife just went, oh, here's a shop. You should go take a look at it. And I was super apprehensive about it. And she, she really pushed me to just just go look at it. You know, it was like the worst that could happen was I could make an offer and the guy didn't like it. Sure. And forgetting like a space. Yeah. And you know, I, I saw the space, I saw what he wanted for the quote unquote business, even though it was like a closed barbershop, it hadn't been active for like five or six months. Right. Um, and kind of just went from there, just kind of like hit the ground running. Um, that was the Hudson spot. That was a Hudson spot. Yeah. Was it mostly like she was, you think that she was doing it. She was kind of like saying, Hey, you should do this because for, for you to grow in it or just for um, like space in the, the house or traffic in the house or like, more? I think it was honestly, um, the needing like somewhere professionally to do it. And I'm just since day one, always been very motivated about doing this job. Um, so like I didn't work well working with other people or yeah. for other people. I, get I think I kind of needed to be my own boss from day one. Cause there was a lot of stuff that I wanted to do that, those earners would be very against and they would do their thing. And I'd be like, I don't like that. And then it wouldn't work out quite the way they thought. And my old, I was always like, well, why didn't we try it my way? And yeah. it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean my way is right. It just, I knew, I knew that for me, it would always work mm -hmm. the way that I wanted to do things. Right. Um, so then that was just how I approached it. And, but I think it was my wife just knowing that I personally needed to do that. I was never going to be happy working for somebody. It just wasn't my thing. Yeah, yeah, once it really it's like did take off. Yeah, yeah. What did it like take off after that? Pretty much, like pretty much. I mean, I had I had like a, I had like a three year list of clients. You know, um, which I didn't have everybody's info, but I had a lot of info from you know, like having people sell numbers from them, like texting me, because the other shop that I was at was a walk in only, so I would get. Excuse me. Um. You know, the text of like, how busy are you right now? How long's the line? Like, how many people are waiting for you? Um, so that helped. And then social media, obviously, like Facebook, Instagram, that stuff helped a hell of a lot, too. Um, and then within the first like six months to a year. It was even more clients than what I had started with that knew I was there that were just like finding out that I was there from other people. 
mm-hmm. you know, and sure, um, the good old word of mouth. Yeah. So that really just p- took right back off for me. And then I found myself kind of just a one man shop booked out like a week in advance and more people looking to get haircuts and then were bummed out that I wasn't available quick enough for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's kind of where I started asking other people. Like I asked Frank if he wanted to work for me and then Caleb went to barber school and like, I obviously just had to have the, him working for me. I just liked his attitude, his approach to life. He's a very positive person, good work ethic. You know, he had, he had all the stuff that if he wasn't already pretty good at cutting hair, like he was doing on the side at his house, um, before he ever thought about it, like doing kitchen cuts on his friends, even if he hadn't of have been good at that, he was already a really good person. And I wanted to, I can form barbers around the person, right? I can't make a good, I can't make a good barber be a good person if they suck. Yeah. yeah you can't make a shitty human being into a good Exactly. In any profession. Like exactly. just if if there's people that can change, it's not like that, but it's just like if you're just not a good person, it's really hard to you Even can be you the are, best you can yeah. be the best barber in the world. And if people are just like exactly. always pissed off, they're like, This sucks. Like my haircut looks awesome, but I'm just like having the worst time. Yeah. And it's not like not sustainable. Dri- yeah, you're not just driving that person away, you're driving them and all their friends away. Exactly. Go and yeah, tell yeah. About. It's like the opposite side of the word of mouth. Right. Exactly. <laughs> You have a bad attitude. You're not gonna. You're not gonna like make it far. You know, it's well. It's a very personable thing, and I was gonna ask too. Like, yeah, it's a super social. Like, how has the dynamic changed? Like, adding people on. You know, going from like a completely solo gig where you knew, you know, I love working on my own and I love working for myself. Like, like you guys, you guys, you guys have the best atmosphere here, and that's definitely because of like feels like the family kind of thing. So. I mean, it's not lonely anymore. Right. <laughs> you don't cry yourself to sleep no, anymore. No, I mean, it, it used to be lonely, especially like points, you know, when I was first starting off, there would be days where I'd get like, I'd have four appointments and I'd be like, all right, well, I'll put like 10 towels in the warmer and I'll, I'll at least get like three or four walk-ins. And then I would get just those four appointments. I'd be like, I'd be having a panic attack and the rest of the week was booked out. So I was fine, but I would have that panic attack. Like, how am I going to pay the rent here? How am I going to pay for the bills at home? Like I got to provide for my family. What am I going to do? I'm going to be texting my wife all day, like freaked out. Yep. I'd be like, she'd be like, just, just clean the shop. Like I already cleaned it. What the hell else am I supposed to do? Like <laughs> I'm watching, I'm watching the second Die Hard. I'm already finished <laughs> one movie. <laughs> and I'm on the second fucking movie of this series. If I finish this trilogy, I'm going to be pissed today. Like I need customers in here. What the hell am I doing? <clears throat> just slow scrubbing the floor with the tooth. You know, I would feel like you're doing so. I used to be so panicked and like, the cleaning was what would keep me grounded. But the second I was done, if somebody hadn't come in, I'd be freaked out about that. And having somebody else just in the shop to just talk to you helped with that alone. And then, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, everybody I've hired here, I've hired based on their personality and nothing else. It's how do we vibe? How do we feel about a lot of the same things? Um, you know, like a lot of social issues come up being in a barbershop and I want to make sure that we're, on the same page because if we're not that shit just doesn't work yeah like because i have i have zero tolerances for that for saying the wrong thing like just in a mean shit i guess you know i have zero tolerance for that like you got unnecessary shit yeah you get one warning you know and if you say something else like i'll i'd rather leave your haircut unfinished and have a safer 
better environment for other people like and you're just not right to be in here mm-hmm. you know because that's what matters and these guys were all on that same page and i mean we all like movies we all quote movies we all like silly as fuck yeah i mean <laughs> we like a lot of different music but in the same respect i mean we'll throw on some 80s or 90s jams and just there's it's no always a mixed bag when you come in. It's like, yeah, it's just like you get the Pocahontas soundtrack on, or you just have some death metal going. Yeah. It's just like I'm vibing with all of it. Let's oh, go. Yeah. I'll listen to Frozen any day. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And Moana. Oh, love that soundtrack. I don't care. Absolutely. <laughs> Underrated soundtrack How to Train Your Dragon. You're welcome. I'm talking about it. Swear to God. Get on it, people. But. Cool. Well, so, I like, I guess, um, like, from your perspectives, right? Coming back in with Corey in on it, like it, you've kind of come in in layers. Like you kind of came in from, it sounds pretty close to the beginning. Yeah, right? yeah. And then you've come in, at the point when you came in, Aaron, did you guys already have like more people than you two at that point? Or was Aaron the third person in? Uh, I was the fourth. So they had hired Matt a few, probably like three or four months before I joined. I joined in March last year. Sweet. Matt was, uh, he came on like January, I believe. Yep. And then um, that was still in the Hudson's job too. So we had the four of us in there and then um, Corey's apprentice as well, Josh. So like what's your your perspective coming into this? It sounds like it's like the first time you started doing the profession other than like you're obviously like you're doing cuts at home and things like that because like it's there. But what's it like getting into the industry, like just starting up in this? Um, I mean, for me at least, like, you know, I went to, me and Caleb went to the same school, obviously at different times. He went like about a year and a half before me. And then he yep, started straight out of here, straight out of school. He started up here. Um, straight out of Compton. Straight out of Compton. Yeah. yeah. Compton. Okay. It's crazy motherfuckers. Crazy motherfuckers. We're not leaving anything on the table. So. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But uh, no, like, I mean, like I ne- like, I'd never see myself working anywhere else. Like, like Corey said, like we all vibe a ton. We're all there for each other. We all support each other. We're there to pick each other up when we're not. I mean, at least like on the personal standpoint, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just, it's the environment here is like all I ask for, like all I want. And I don't see myself really working anywhere else. I'm like here for almost a year now. Learned a ton, like everything I know, like 95% of what I know is from these two guys. Like these two guys knock every haircut they do out of the park and I just try to absorb as much as I can and yeah, take what I can from it. By doing, like it's literally the best way. Yeah, like I'm like I'm fortunate enough to be right next to like Caleb and I like when I'm not cutting hair, I'll be sitting in my chair just staring at him cutting hair and trying to take anything I can away from it. If I have time to come over here and like sit next to Corey, I'll watch him like it's just a huge community that you can it's you gotta you gotta be very humble in this community where you don't know everything like you always gotta be like a sponge and continuously absorb stuff from anyone mm-hmm. you can absorb yeah. stuff from people who are younger than you that haven't been in the industry for nearly as long or someone that's been in it for 25 30 years like there's always something you could be learning from anyone that cuts hair <clears throat> well i think that's definitely like i think we we've mentioned it before too on this mm-hmm. podcast is like if you're like humble and you're you're calling out like the stuff that you know what you're bad at. Like you call it out and then like people are way more receptive to, to teach you everything that they know instead of like you coming in and be like, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. But like, wait, how'd you do that? But I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're all of a sudden it closes it off. Yeah. But that person hated their haircut. So you're not good. We'll always always ask each other like for like a second pair of eyes, just like, dude, come over, check this out. You see anything that like, you know, could be touched up or whatever. And, 
we're all just there for each other. So makes everything it's, better. Yeah, it's super easy to come here and just shoot the shit all day and quote <coughs> quote shows and movies and every movie. Yeah. And at least someone in the if you quote something, at least someone in this shop is gonna know exactly what you're talking about. Is there about. ever like Absolutely. a huge delay? Like you say something and then like it's taken a while and then like three minutes later sometimes, someone yeah. gets it and they're like Yeah, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You, you gotta like, sit down in a parole I get sometimes. I get My Blue Heavens, one of my go-to movies, and nobody in here has seen that movie. Yeah, yeah. Never, never, never. And yeah, see? <laughs> I got the other side of the table shaking their head. It's, it's Rick Moranis and Steve Martin. How the hell can you not know that movie? Steve Martin's uh, in the Witness Protection Program because he's, <laughs> he's a former mafioso. And uh, Rick Moranis is the FBI agent assigned to take care of him <laughs> in Rick San Moranis Diego. And it's... Dude, it's hilarious. Um... Honey, it's one of those movies that like my wife, you know, we'll go see her mom. And she'll be like, quote my blue heaven. Just do it right now. And I'm like, oh, man, I hate when you put me on the, po- the spot with this. I don't want to do this. It's I like this. It's got to be just, it's got to just gotta come up. It's just got to come randomly in the middle yeah. of a conversation. And everybody just goes, what the hell is he talking about? That's what makes it better. It's just that yeah. more random out of nowhere. I wasn't in your purse. See, Ryan, I got Ryan crickets. Will, Nobody knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, exactly what I'm talking about. Ryan and I will have, like, a co-host date, and we'll make, like, some popcorn and be in our bathrobes, and we'll watch that. Dude, <laughs> and go. we'll come yeah. back in here prepared. Yeah, dude. yeah. You're, you're, you're going to laugh your ass off. You better you buy me a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't own a bathroom. You guys are going to need to send us photos. Just to prove that you were in the Or invite us. Or, yeah, I'll go. I'll hang out in my bathroom. Yeah, I was about to say this bathroom. I'm not shape anymore, but I am quite shapely. Do all have bathrobes? Um, I can sure. get my hands on one. Yeah. You, sure? definitely <laughs> oh, my, my parents are—they they, they live in their bathroom. I'll wear, I'll wear my dad. I hope I, I, I picture I your dad having one. like a silk smoking jacket. Pretty much, dude. And he only—he doesn't wear anything under it, dude. Just, he has a corn cob pipe. Yeah, nothing. Well, at least it looks like he's not wearing anything under it. That's <laughs> that, used to, that, that used to be my dad. I used to know when my dad wanted to get some because he'd come down. He'd take, a sh- he'd take a shower at night, which he never took a shower at night. And then he'd come downstairs in his bathrobe, and I'd be like, "Well, yes, I'm going to fucking cool. bed. I'm gonna go get some pizza or something." <laughs> the water yes. Oh, dude, it was like before I had a license even so I'd be like uh just slamming luckily I'm so glad I moved my bedroom downstairs now like, <laughs> I'm just gonna go play video games really loudly <laughs> I'll I see you guys later I didn't even let Caleb touch on that I totally took it over yeah, yeah how do you feel about like working here and stuff oh working here you just I mean hitting the industry like yeah. you came into this and then you grew so up with being a, like being a client to at the shop prior to working there I uh you know, I, I, my first time walking in the state true, I'd gotten haircuts from Corey prior to him opening state true. But when I walked into the shop with like the flash sheets on the wall and the skateboards hanging up, like music that I listened to playing and like just hanging out. It, I was just hanging out with Corey, like get my haircut. It was cool. And then going to school and like, you know, my instructor took us on a lot of, you know, field trips to different shops, you know, exposing us to what other types of environments there are. And, you know, just coming back here always felt like home. You know, sure. it's like where I wanted to be. Um, and so starting up here and, you know, definitely having the environment that we do, like, you know, we all feed off each other. We all, you know, encourage each other, help each other, like, you know, learn new stuff. If we're not feeling confident in a haircut, we can ask for a second set of eyes or ask for a piece of advice or how, how someone else would approach this if it's not something you're comfortable with. And I think that's like huge. Sure. It's like I like working besides these guys is like one of my favorite things to do. Like cutting hair is something I love to do and cutting hair with these guys is 
it's great. Uh, I don't, I don't, I couldn't picture myself being anywhere else. Six. Yeah. You leave for the day and you're, you're like, I'm looking it's, forward to tomorrow. It's all like, like one thing. Basically. It's not like divided out. Like these are the times that I do work and this is the time that I do other things. Like, yeah, of course, like for yeah. family and things, but, but like, you don't, you probably don't walk out of here with baggage. You're not like walking out and you're like, not there's this all. clean <laughs> separator. Like I'm jumping in my car now. And now I'm like, we'll do like our sick, last, I'm free. Like we'll do our last cut and we'll be hanging out in here for half hour, hour, just shooting the shit, just hanging out. Cause it's like, it's like, dude, we come here. It's to me, at least it feels like I come here, I hang out all day. And then I'm fortunate enough to get like cash at the end of the day right? and get money. Like, it doesn't feel like I come to work. I should have been giving you the mic. I get, I get paid to have yeah, friends and cut people's hair. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah, I come hang out with my friends the hold for however long every day. And then at the end of the day, we hang out still. And I'm fortunate enough to get paid at the end of the day. So, I mean, I don't really have a job, in my opinion. I just come hang out with my friends all day. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's like, it's it's easy. You mean like, getting out for work doesn't feel like a chore. Yeah. You know, coming to work, you know, having to, even you know, the long like days. snooze button and you're like, no. shit, right. dude, that like, was number three. Like, always I have to, have to leave. Bed. Right. Yeah. Getting out of bed is tough, but. <laughs> you never want to leave bed. Even during, like, the holiday season where, like, you know, Especially we're here you. 12, you know, 12 days straight, you know, pulling 12-hour days trying to accommodate everybody. It's like we we spend all this time together and it's it. It never feels like a hassle. It never feels like a chore. It's always, it's just fun. Oh, We've been coming to the same but... party for 15 years and in no way is that depressing. <laughs> <laughs> it is a great party. That's all it is. It's just a party here. Yeah. So like barber, like being a barber, like is hundred percent an art. Like what do you, I guess like, how do you, how do you ex- like go through that art? on a day-to-day basis like what what things are you looking at to change how you do things or like what you guys just came out of school so i'm sure that there's some things that they're teaching you like this is the exact way and then there's like a lot of things that you're picking up from each other or you're developing through like learning things online or about the industry like what how do you view it as an art like for people that don't have never done it before like i just started going to a barbershop like two years ago and i was going to like really lame like backwoods hair salons when i was like in high school yeah, so, yeah. and then i, <laughs> I really like the vibe of a barber shop yeah yeah so i'll let somebody else answer that question because i don't think this is an art i think it's a trade just like being an electrician or a plumber is a trade i mean you do okay well it's the same thing i mean it to me anyway um because you can be taught how to do this job if you want to do this job you'll be good at it you can be good at it okay you just got to always want to learn. I mean, it's, it's that same thing. Like there's plenty of electricians out there, but I'm like, I'm, I'm going to speak about this from my perspective. Cause I just had to um, put a new breaker in my box. Whoever wired my circuit, circuit breaker um, junction box was just a jackass. I mean, there's, there's wires going everywhere, crisscross in and out of each other. There's nothing neat and cohesive at all about it. But then you'll see other guys and they do a really, really neat job because they want to do it right. Because if they come back, it's way easier on them. Right. So it's that to me, this is that same thing. If you want to know how to do this and you really want to take your time and apply to this, you can be good at it. And there's plenty of guys that do hair art. Um, For me, I guess I just like keeping it really, really classic. Like I, I don't know, maybe I'm not as expansive. Like what is hair art then? Um. I have no idea what that is. It's like people drawing logos into people's Yeah. Like, they're, they're just like a whole other side of like, barbering that's like not like, like, you have like traditional cuts, obviously, then you have like, you know, um, 
like, like, does, 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 like designs like very modern cuts like you know and stuff that like intentionally looks messy which has its place yeah um but i think like it, it, you know if, if there was like an art aspect to like barbering like you know it depends on your view and whether like cory views more of a trade but like yeah it's i think the ability to adapt a haircut that a client wants to that specific person like you know with like things like you know like head shape stuff like that like that yeah. all like you know you have to be creative in some sort like you know make to make to fit like a, to tailor a haircut to somebody you know like because yeah. if you just you know put the same like you know someone if two people wanted a ball fan it's gonna be two different haircuts on two different people you can't do the same haircut on everybody right you know it, it's got to fit different that person's head and, you know it's yeah. got to fit their head shape stuff like that so then, different like, different hair type different hair density so, hair color all that stuff all of that all stuff does take into account so i guess in that sh- in that aspect i guess it could be art like i said just for me i don't i get what you're saying i don't view like, it that way but i think right, that's also it, it makes, that's also something my teacher kind of ingrained in me and it's kind of one of the few things that i learned at school that i can say that's like completely stuck with me cool it's like, there's process. fundamentals to everything yeah you know I mean? right and then there's like you like, gotta learn, the, you gotta learn the rules before you can break the rules right kind it, of thing well, that's, yeah. a, that's, that's a thing too like you know that, that's like oh well, i'm gonna go play hockey and i'm just gonna do all these like sweet moves and blah, blah. it's like all right well that's not gonna get you anywhere like you have to be able to skate well, even like to, you're like if you're i mean when you're like even when you're when you start off with like a sport like that at such a young age like you either got it or you don't like, I mean, there's certain sports that like, you can't just, I mean, there's all sports you can't just pick up and then like, you're good at it. Like you either like a lot of things I think you're just born with, like, to be honest, like, I mean, I'm not saying barbering necessarily. Like Corey said, like you can teach anyone how to cut hair as yeah. long as they're dedicated and stuff. But like, there's some things that you just got or you don't. Mm-hmm. Fair. I get what you're saying. Like, just like, I don't know the names of the cuts, but it's like, if someone comes in and they're like, I want this cut. And then you just like start like, <laughs> like, like go for it. Like, this is my variation on that. They're kind of like the hell dude. Like, what'd you just do to me? Like, yeah, I just asked for that cut. Yeah. Like different, you know, like especially different parts of the country is different thing. Different parts of the country, different things mean different things to different barbers. Well, it seems like even like different shops too. Like you guys obviously have a different flavor and feel and atmosphere than even mm-hmm. someone who's in the same exact, um, same exact city. Or, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, you guys have like kind of like a traditional old time feel, you know, old fashioned, whereas, you know, some places are a little bit more urban or some places are a little bit more uh, like modern stuff. Oh, yeah. <coughs> That's what you're, you're seeing a lot of that nowadays is like modern, like men's salons mm-hmm. or like stuff like that, which I mean, yeah, like there's a place for everyone. Mm-hmm. If you want to get your hair cut at Supercuts, that's yep. for some people. Like, they want to be in and out 15 minutes. Yeah. Get it done and over with. There's an ass for every seat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just try to make it the best experience you can when you walk through the door. So cool. what's, what's so awesome about your seat? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. You guys wouldn't be so successful if that was the case. No, I don't. I mean, just like the atmosphere here. Like, I think, yeah, yeah I think it's just. Like, we, we, we try to make it fun and fitting for everyone. Be ourselves. You know, like, uh, like, we don't, we will never turn somebody away. Like, you know, like, um, yeah, anyone, anyone can come in here. You know, try like, to give you the best haircut. That you right. We'll, go, we'll give best experience, you know, best haircut we can. Um, best advice about the best. Hair. Yeah. Best advice. Yeah. A lot of people, like, people will come in all the time and they, you know, it's, they have more questions than, like, mm-hmm. they won't know what they want for a haircut, but they, you know, do their best to describe what they want or what they don't want, you know, and then we do our best to fit. 
So it's our job to cater to that. Right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. How oblivious is like the average person to You'd be surprised. like keeping like keeping just like general hair like etiquette knowing what they want yeah like, well even well, just like knowing anything about hair like oh hey man like here's the deal like we were talking about oh here's your type of hair and here's your color you need to be definitely doing this like so, you have this kind of go- thing going on here's what you should be doing like how much do people really know about their own hair not much yeah not a whole lot especially <laughs> like you know when aaron said like or you even pointed out that terminology mm-hmm. you know it's kind of skewed you know so some like somebody will come in and they'll Say they want something, and we have to actually. It's like, no, you think you want that. You have to figure out what they're they're saying. There's people that come through that door and they want like a sky high pompadour and they are balding. So you kind (laughs) of got to like break that to them and be like, this just isn't going to work on your head, man. Like, to be honest, like this, like, look how much hair this guy's got. And I'm sorry, but you just don't got it. Like, but then, then there's the opposite side of that too, where there's the guy that's got a receding hairline he's like well i think if i do this and then it'll cover it up and it's like yeah i mean like if that's what you want we can do that cut it off i'd rather say let's cut something maybe a little bit more modestly and let's like rock what you got like don't be ashamed of who you are as a man like just because you're losing your hair doesn't make you less of a man and or like you're not even losing it you just have your hairline just pushed back a little bit more than the guy next to you i just took that step like me like two months ago i just shaved my head down because yeah. i was like i was like how do you even, feel even that you, yeah. like yeah fine it's I, I told my wife like I, I told her like i said if if you if it ever gets to the point where it's like on the edge where you're like that person's either got that type of haircut for some reason or they're trying to hide something like just say like hey that doesn't look that looks like you're trying to fake it because if and someone sees that is it's like I'm not dude i just yeah. i'm not trying to fake shit i'm so <laughs> i shaved it all down i'm like all right perfect this is exactly what's going yeah, on yeah. so and, and again if that if that makes you feel comfortable with yourself then like cool let's do it yeah i'd rather just give you something that's gonna fit more rather than try to do something to cover something else up yeah let's just do a good haircut that you can style or not style depending on what you're looking for and just like just get a guy to like feel comfortable with like I said, like with who they are, there's nothing wrong with that. You don't need to cover that up. And realistically, everybody's going to kind of know, you know, like you're not yeah. fooling anybody. And if it makes you feel comfortable, great. But nobody else is going to go like, oh, man, that guy's got a full hairline. Right. Right. No one's here to know. <laughs> yeah, you could be, yeah. you could be a dick and then saying something like that. Nice hairlines, but <laughs> I mean, like, I think the other thing that we have to deal with, too, is guys coming in, like Aaron was saying. Um, like a picture of a haircut and like, oh, I want this. I can give you something kind of like that, but it's not going to look that same way because this person's a hair model. Their hair is thicker than yours. Their hair is wavier than yours or straighter than yours or it's darker colored. So even the fade isn't going to look as prominent on your hair as it's going to look on this guy. Yeah. I'm like, we can do something in that vein, but it's not going to look perfectly like this. Right. You know? and that's, we, we try to like educate people on the longevity of the haircut. So yeah. when it comes to like designs and stuff like that, people will come in with like, you know, like a hair model, like Corey said, and like want like a design or something and be like, dude, that's going to look cool for like two days, but it's going to grow, gonna grow and it's going to grow really weird. It's going to look really bad for like a week or like for after that and after it grows out. Right. And then, so like, we just like, we just try to educate them on that. Just like, you know, this will look good for two days, but we want this to look good two weeks from now, three weeks from now. We want it to grow out properly. So when you come back in the shop, it's like. You didn't like you never even 
didn't get a haircut. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're like, yeah, like, like you know, if you if you're a two week guy or a three week guy or you know, some guys are even six week guys, like the goal is to give them a haircut that lasts like as long as it can, you know what I mean? So it's so they don't look bad like, you know, in a week. Yeah, they don't walk so out they fresh, don't, and then like two weeks later they yeah, have to go to like, some event. They yeah, just look so like a goofball right, so they don't like, have time to come in. I mean, like you'll you'll see some haircuts look great when they leave the shop, but then like they can't necessarily be reproduced at home with the person. Like that's one of the things I don't necessarily have against some things, but like some people think that oh, I'll do this because it's easier, you know, like textured haircuts, and like it's not easier to style, and like usually barbers doing that. They know what they're doing and they know where they put the texture in. So it's a lot easier for us to look over the top of your head and like I can pull that piece up and like really accentuate where I left it longer versus shorter to make it really stand out. But if you don't know right where I did that and I'm not perfectly educating you about styling it, it's going to look kind of weird. And like, yeah, I don't, I don't want that for you. I want something that you can feel just as good about in three days as you did the day that you left. And then there's that other side where it's like with super cuts and stuff where 10 to one people leave and then they go, they have that attitude of like, it'll look good in a week. And like, no man, it shouldn't look good in a week. It should look just as good now as it does next week. Exactly right now. Yeah. You know, I remember seeing that, that used to be like, that was on my, my senior photos, like the little form that you get. I remember seeing that. It was like, get your haircut three to five days before your photos. That way you have time for your hair to grow back out. And then, I was like, why do you want that? Like, don't you want a fresh haircut? Yeah, yeah people say, you know? I'll grow into it or whatever. And it's just like, and like I, I didn't, want you to look good now. I didn't know any better. It's not like I was going to a barber, but I just remembered liking my hair being freshly cut. So yeah. it was confusing to me, like, why you would want to wait and not show off that fresh haircut, yeah. especially for your senior photos. Huh. Absolutely. But I think that's because so many people have gotten so used to the haircut not being what they wanted that if they wait a week... It'll it looks a lot. It. It'll, yeah, like it, they'll they'll grow into it. They'll feel more comfortable with it, and it's also a the haircut. Harsh now. It's like that yeah. awkward Seinfeld <laughs> met, like episode where they talk about like being honest with your barber or whatever. Like, because whenever whenever like you know you get the whenever you can show like the best haircut in the world, and the person that's not what they wanted, but you show it to them, and they're like, oh yeah, perfect. And then they get in the car, and they're just like, I can't break it to them that I didn't want that. Like, it's it's just so awkward. Like, Jerry gets the haircut at the nephew's house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great episode. So, what do you think? I always think of how you present yourself, whether it's like your clothes or your disposition or the way that you speak is like, uh, it's like your card, you know, that like yeah. represents who you are. Like, why is it so important for people to have like men and, you know, women? Cause we were actually talking about that earlier. You guys have, you know, dozen or so like females who come in and get their haircut here too, to, you know, maintain and that look like, what does a barber like really do for somebody? I think it's a huge confidence boost. Like you, you can people, some people, they don't like, they're not educated or like, they just don't know that like a good haircut can make you feel great. Mm. Like they you can kind of like tell from their body language, they walk through the door, they're like a little down and stuff. Like they're not confident in what they're saying. They're not confident in talking to you and stuff. Then you turn them around, show them their cut and they just like have this glow on their face and they're stoked about it. Like yeah. that can make a, that can make a huge difference in a person's life. Like look good, feel good. That's kind of what we try mm -hmm. to promote. For sure. Like if you look your best, then. You're, you're hopefully going to feel your best. Right. So can I circle back a little bit? Mm -hmm. Whatever you feel yeah, like doing, Dave. Because your show is just here yeah. yapping away. I, I, I ramble, so I'm sorry. It's, it's your, your shop. A lot. <laughs> it's your shop, though. Yeah. Yes. No. <laughs> circle it up. How did, so, because I never asked it, 
you weren't feeling the Hudson location. What made you pick this location? Because it's sick. Like the vibe is awesome, but I definitely got lost immediately. Um, <laughs> Once you find it, then you're like, sick, this is my barber. And you just know. GPS but what made you pick this location? Well, even go, going back, I guess, before I talk about Hudson for a second, um, I'm just thinking about this with my wife. Like I, I showed my wife this spot, like not this necessarily like this location itself, but like this building as yeah. a whole. I showed my wife this building like three or four times, like on on LoopNet, and my wife's just like, "Why do you want to go there? Like that doesn't." She's like, "We were looking at Main Street like yesterday. Why are you bringing this up again? Like we were looking Main Street would be cool, and the Main Street spot that we wanted didn't work out." And um, rent's probably higher. Right? Uh, it it was for sure. Um, there was two parking spots, <laughs> you know, which you have to have a tag on your car. So it would have had to have been like Caleb and I or something, you know, that's not really conducive either. Yeah. Um, to business like, and so yada, yada, yada. The second we walked into the building, my wife was just like, okay, I kind of get it. And then we walked into the space and she looked up and she saw the ceilings and she saw like the exposed electrical. Well, I make that sound like there's like wires hanging around. Um, but like the, the conduit, yeah. you know, there's like, there's Very conduit dangerous. running everywhere. The, the sprinkler system, like the old cast iron pipe just running through the spot. And she was just like, all right, this is you. I could see this becoming something that it's got the vibe. Yeah. She's like, this just fits you. And with Hudson, it was a great spot to get started with. You know, um, the price was right for me to start a business. Yeah. Um, I wasn't like getting in over my head to start you know, which is very easy to do with starting something up. Uh, but like it had really low ceilings. I mean, the ceilings are even lower than the, the I beams that we have in here. It was, you know, we also, was, we also it grew it too. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then, grew it. so, I mean, it started with that. There was the aesthetic just wasn't right. The barbershop itself was in like the back side of the building. Like, so you went in the front door, and the front little area was like our waiting room. And then you had to walk all the way through the waiting room to get to the barbershop. So the barbershop was like very secluded feeling. And it felt separate from like the people waiting. You didn't have this sense of yeah, it being like open like it is now. Like, yeah, it was it was weird. Like if Caleb was waiting for a haircut and I was cutting somebody else's hair, I'd be like, hey, man, so we said, how are you doing today? What's going on? <laughs> I can't like a, see your face, like but I'm around the corner. Uh, like, you've been skating lately? <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah, I'm almost I'm finishing up. Like, why do I, you know, you know, and then kill like, <laughs> You set up an iPad out there and FaceTime yeah. each other. <laughs> hey, what's up, man? It probably would have been easier. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like it was that far, but it always felt like that. It felt very separated. It, it was didn't very feel, disconnected from. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is all one and hub. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And right. then we didn't have, we had like five parking spots and you figure with four barbers that math doesn't work out that well yeah we started you know? stacking our cars in like the corner like boxing yeah ourselves in and like um we were parking next door for a little bit until that house sold and then the people immediately blocked off their driveway yeah. so we couldn't <laughs> park over there anymore anti-barber oh yeah i mean because <laughs> you figure like, like if, if there were three barbers at a time you got the guy that's sitting in your chair and then three more people walking in that's six parking spots you need right there, you yeah. know? So we were like trying to like give up our parking spots just so that there could be something for somewhere to somebody to park. Um, so like we kind of outgrew that space and I looked a little bit in Hudson, but at the end of the day, like I'm from Nashua, I grew up in Nashua, I live in Nashua now, I'm raising my family in Nashua and Nashua has a sense of community about it. You know, sometimes it's for the better and sometimes it's not, but at the end of the day, it's still community. And Hudson never really felt that way. 
Sure. I guess it felt very much like you do your thing and I do my thing. And as long as we don't piss each other off, like we're, we're good. And that's cool. You know, yeah. um, there, I don't know. It just felt separated, I guess would be like how I would describe it. And it's, it's a nice town. It's a great town to raise a family in, but as far as owning a business there, there wasn't anything we could do to feel like we were a part of anything. And it felt weird doing stuff with the city of Nashua being a mile and a half away. Sure. Which is again, silly to say, but it just, it felt that way. I was like, my wife would ask why aren't deep, why don't we do something like downtown for the shop? And I'm like, Oh, I don't know. There's already people down there. I feel like I'm stepping on toes. Like, I don't want to get involved in that. I don't want to piss anybody off. Cause at the end of the day, this is a community and like, whether you're friends with people or get along with people or not, there's plenty of business for all of us. Right. You know, like again, right back to that ass in every chair, there's something I think <clears throat> every barbershop is going to offer something different, you know? And if you like the shop, stick with it. If you don't find the right spot, like hopefully we're the right spot for you. But if we're not, I got to be respectful of that too. And realize that there's another shop that's going to fit you and that's right. fine. Well, that's you know? what's cool about it is like, just like you're talking about the communication aspect of it. It's like, obviously like your wife's saying like, Hey, like the vibe of this place, like it just fits you. Right. And then you're talking about communication, like in terms of the sitting room and everything like that. It's like when you are with, I don't know when I did hair salons, like back in the day when I was growing up, I still liked like my, the person that cut my hair. Cause I just, you're then there so often, but like with my barber, like that's where like, I'm really talking shop. Like I'm like, yeah, like this happened. Like I sucks. Like, you know, like I talk, I talk to my barber like a lot. So I feel like sometimes people, obviously if you're, if your haircuts suck, then people are not going to come to you. But like, if you're as a person, like connecting with that person as well, like there's something to be said about the culture to it. Basically it might draw people in or like keep them coming. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. There's, the relationships you build are insane with, every client that sits in your chair it's not yeah and it's not always about like like being a good barber is more than just being good at cutting hair it's being there for your clientele as well like you know like you like you just said you talk to your barber you know you might you yeah. might talk to him about whatever's going on that day or that week and like we're and we're there for you you know like mm-hmm. it, you can like Corey and Corey brought back you know <clears throat> kind of rounding back to Corey what he said earlier it's you know he can teach us how to cut hair he can teach anybody how to cut hair you know yeah um, but if you're a good person, that's like what really drives that, like, you know, drives it home for somebody is like, you know, if somebody can come in, they can talk to us about like, you know, how stressful work is or how stressful the holidays are. And they feel better when they leave because they got that off their chest. Yeah. One yeah. person's shitty vibe can ruin any job. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like eat, no problem. Easy. Absolutely. Yeah. So like, I definitely, I've been following your Instagram and seeing all the cuts and everything like that. And you said, kind of like social has played like a, an aspect of it. Like what, what's that done for you to open up different connections or community or what's that done for you guys? You're like heavy into Instagram. Um, I mean, it's definitely given, um, definitely for me, it's given me a lot of, I've formed a lot of friendships just based off of people I've met on social media, you know, and that goes for people in here as far as well as other barbershops across the country, you know, um, see you guys haircuts you start liking them and then you start you talk a little bit and get to meet these guys whether it's in their shops or like going to a class or something and get to form those friendships and then sometimes 
like I, I love what I do. I love every day, but there are some times when I'm bummed out and kind of like I do, I do the best haircuts that I can do. And I try to be here in the moment, but like sometimes I kind of just want to go home and be with my family. Yeah. And I feel like a dirt bag for feeling that way towards my clients, you know? Sure. And then I'll have one of my friends and they'll say the same thing. I'll be like, Oh, thank God. Okay. It's like, it's a normal thing. To kind of, <laughs> I'm not like, the only one who's feeling like, like you're, it's just like any other job. You're going to have a bad day. And it doesn't mean that we're having a bad day because of the shop or anything. It's just sometimes a bad day is a bad day and crap happens. And, yeah. Like it's just life. But I can say that, you know, I've with social media too, we've, I've formed a lot of friendships with just clients, you know, and you get to see, like if you don't, you only get to see your clients like an hour at a time, whether it's once every couple of weeks, once a month, once a month, every month and a half, but it'll give you that ability to like see their kids growing up, you know, a little bit more thoroughly. And especially if a guy's got like a daughter at home, you know, and his wife, like he's not really bringing his wife and his daughter in here. Right. And it, might, it might happen and that's great, but oftentimes it doesn't. So like, you don't know what's going on unless you're like kind of connected in that way. So I feel like it's brought me closer to a lot of my my clients has brought us all a lot closer to some of our clients. Um, that's, I think that's really, really what it's done. And sure. Every once in a while you'll get a guy that'll come in and they'll be like, yeah, we like, I saw your Facebook page. So wanted to get a haircut here. We, you know, we stumbled across your, your Instagram. It's like, great. And a lot of those people that come in, they're not just a one-time person. They end up becoming they're like, I dig it. And they come back. Well, yeah. They, they continue to come back and that's, fantastic it's a great feeling and social media especially instagram especially like now it is it's basically as a barber it's essentially your business card oh yeah like people like are look like, and see yeah like exactly. you get to actually show yeah. now instead you of show being like exactly. hey this is where our shop is yeah. coming down to get a haircut it's like no you show what is. you're capable of like you show like the cuts that you do and it's yeah it gives them an idea of what they can expect coming into the shop yep i mean it's, I, it's huge I used to have the outlook with these guys when, when like Caleb started with me and Frank started with me and like even my own personal stuff. Like I used to have my personal page and my barbershop page and they never crossed paths. You sure. know, like I didn't post personal stuff on my barber page at all. And then I would talk to one of my friends and I would just kind of realize like I am who I am and I got to be more, you know, cause like my personal page was private. And it's that thing. Like I don't post a ton about my family or anything. Like I keep that fairly off of that. And I keep it more for like just my personal friends. Yeah. Um, but every once in a while I do post stuff. Cause it's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a family man and I'm proud to be a family man. And I, I love what I do. I love being with them. And also who I am with them should be who I am in the barbershop. Absolutely. And that's really what it comes down to is like, 100%. I almost started thinking of it and it was like having these two pages, it almost makes you like a, like a split personality. Like you should be in the shop who you are every day. And if you're not, yeah. And what are you doing? What are you doing? Exactly. Why are you doing it too? Like, it's like be who you are. If, if people don't like who you are, then that's okay. Yeah, it's completely yeah, fine. For sure. Like you gotta, be, you gotta be okay with the fact that not everybody's going to be, not everybody's going to dig you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You gotta be cool with that and accept that. And you know, there's not going to be, you know, you're not going to vibe with every single person that sits in your chair, but you make the best of every situation. And maybe, maybe there's just something going on with them and they're not, you know, maybe they're doing even the same thing and they need to like unwind and realize that they can be comfortable and they can be who they are and you'll end up appreciating them even more. 
Yeah. Like you have an environment where somebody can finally come in and be like, oh, maybe I can just like relax a little bit yeah. and just like talk yeah. to this person where, and you know, I mean, I worked in clinical for a while and there are people who are just like, we'll call <clears throat> hospitals or we'll just like call businesses and stuff. And it's like, oh, I don't have anybody to talk to. It's better to talk to some random person on the phone than not be able to like have that at all. So. You do have that where, you know, you were talking about you have this hyper personal space where you're not just getting a haircut, but you are engaging with another human being. And some people like really don't have that. And that goes like way farther for them yeah, on absolutely. a day to day basis too. And people appreciate you being authentic. Like they can, I feel like they can trust you more if you're being yourself and authentic with them. Yeah. Cause you're not just selling them a haircut. Yeah, at that exactly. point. Yeah. yeah. You're selling them you, your personality and everything. And, that's what, yeah, like a lot of times, like David and you guys were saying before, like people come back because of the barber. Yeah. And the haircut's great, sure, but the barber, like they just not like it's you both. and your barber knock it off. Like me and my barber I was going to for years up in Concord at Lucky's Barber Shop. He's the reason I'm a barber now. Mm-hmm. I was oh, just yeah. I was just going to him getting haircuts and stuff and he like would just rant and rave about how awesome it was. You just hang out with your friends all day, you cut hair, like you get you're so proud of your work and stuff and it's like that's the reason I'm here now. That's awesome. Yeah. We, yeah. Have, we have a great relationship. We talked about like that on episode 12, basically like how you divide, like if you divide yourself where it's like, if someone runs into Corey on the street and they talk to him and just like, he's completely different mm-hmm. then it, it changes your perception. I trust you. It's of like, everything. Are, yeah, you, are you acting dishonestly when you're here? Or are you acting to dishonestly towards me now? Either way, like you're being dishonest. So it makes me hard to interact with you. At least that's where I come from. It's just like, oh, I can't really. Oh, yeah, for sure. And if most people are like that. How many, how, how well do you get along with somebody that you don't trust? Not well. Yeah. Not well. <laughs> <laughs> just take everything like, with a mountain of salt, everything that they say. I mean, when I first started doing this, I used to wear a shirt and tie almost every day. And I, st- I still like that look and I got nothing but respect for guys that are like, no, every day at work, like it's like black pants or like really nice jeans, dress shoes, vest. shirt, tie, vest. I mean, like you can find old pictures like Caleb, Frank and I, and that was almost every photo of us cutting hair was like that. And then I finally got to a point where I was just kind of like, I dress like this 90% of the time, but like, it's not, it's not me. It's like work me. Yeah, and I don't want work me anymore. I've, I've, maybe it was like maybe I felt like I got to a point where I didn't need to do that anymore. I don't know what, but I like I just reached a point where it's like sometimes I want to wear shorts to work because I'm hot as hell and like it, I get overheated really easily. So yeah, I'm gonna wear shorts, and if I want to wear a t-shirt, you know, there's I make sure there's no profanity or anything, you know, but. It also, it, it speaks to who I am, like the way that I dress. It speaks to Caleb, the way that Caleb's dressed. And you'll even find just like people will fall more for their barber based on, fall for it, it makes it sound like, like a love story. Um, <laughs> it could be, I mean, be. I'd, I'd fall, fall in love with this kid every day. It's <laughs> yeah, beautiful. It takes my breath away. It's unbelievable. Just like you guys, want a, you guys want a minute? Um, <laughs> could we? You guys mind looking the other way, turn the camera off for a minute? Yeah, I mean, we can. You might get banned from Facebook. Yeah, you know Facebook's what? just or like, the internet. That's how uh, the story. Yeah. Yeah. We warned you this was going to happen. Yeah, this is the dark um, side of the internet. Take this podcast down. But you know, like, like, like you'll see somebody and like how they're dressed or the tattoos that they have, and you're like, oh, shit! Like, I, I get even more to talk about with this person. I mean, like, Matt wears wrestling shirts all the time, and I can tell you, 
I've had guys in my chair that don't talk to me for their entire haircut because they want to catch up with Matt on Raw. <laughs> and that's awesome. You know, it's like he has just as good a relationship with my client as I have with my client, and he's never cut their hair. Right. And it's just because they have something in common that we don't. Yeah. Same with sports. Aaron and Matt are super into sports. I'm not. Caleb's not. Josh isn't. You want to talk skateboarding or snowboarding? Like, sure. You want to talk cars? We'll we'll talk cars. The whole shop will talk cars. But I'm on there. I I, I kind of I don't have to drive one. <laughs> I mean, you, you <laughs> like them? Oh no, for sure. I like them. I just I don't even like I don't even like football. I find football boring. Yeah, I can get but, from A to B. That's about it. But you know <laughs> what I mean? It's I'm that right thing there. of people hear that stuff. Like I we had one guy that I talked to a friend, and they were like, "Yeah, man, he loved the shop. He loved the vibe." But like. You didn't talk sports with him. I was like, tell him to sit with Matt or Aaron. Like, get him. Let's get him back in here. Like, I didn't Sorry, know. Let me go study I'm all not, the, the Patriots games really quick. I'm just, it's just not me. So, like, <laughs> I'm, I pay attention. You know, like, I followed what was going on with the Super Bowl. So, I had, like, two Some, minutes to maybe five minutes of conversation with people. But, like, <laughs> that's just not me, you know. And, like, again, like, look at Matt's mirror. He's got... Goku on the damn thing like That's the sickest sticker and it's it's great but it's like you know and he's got his one piece tattoo and people see that and they're just like oh anime I can talk anime and manga with this guy and that's awesome I can come in and talk to Aaron about pop punk you know oh my god let's have a day sure <laughs> but like but that's the thing sure. is that like there's almost kind of like something for everybody in here like we all have something to talk to you about and we all have shop conversations too like I don't that's the other reason I like having like this more open shop is having more open conversation. Yeah, everyone's kind of involved. Yeah. Like, people's regulars, like Corey's got obviously Corey Caleb, everyone's got tons and tons of regulars, and it's like those regulars know all of us just as personally as they're the barber that's cutting their hair. Yeah. Like yeah. they walk through the door, we say hi at like first name basis, last name basis to everyone that walks through that door. Like it's like here all the time. It's like they form relationships not only with the barber but with the shop like entirely. It's kind of cool to see, too, where, you know, if you were flying solo or if you were just doing a two-man gig, then you wouldn't have that. And you're just like, oh, you have that person who kept this person around or, oh, you know, thank God for Matt who vibes with this and brought this customer in. And it's just like everybody, everybody brings something was, to the table. Yeah. It was so. rough for a while. Like when, when Frank moved out to Arizona, it was just Caleb and I. And it was it was weird for a little bit. Yeah. It was just like, well, we like the same shit and yeah. we have nothing else to talk about with other people other than like those five things. Mm -hmm. Like if you're not prepared to come in here and quote Adam Sandler movies, man, I don't know what this is about. And you might be in the wrong place. We're have a big, big problem. Yeah. It was cool. Like, you know, adding Matt and adding Aaron and my brother, um, Josh, who like they, they brought so much to the table. It's like what, like, you know, like they can give to the shop. So it's like sports and like, you know, anime and, you know, music, you know, it's, it's, I was going to say, are your brother with anything music? Like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm fairly, I've, as I've grown older, I've gotten more narrowed in music conversation, but your brother will talk anything about music with anybody. And he's so knowledgeable. Gear too. Yeah. Gear. He's a yeah, huge, he's a huge, huge like, gear. Gear. Just, like him. So he's like, yeah, yeah, Dave, you guys would knock it off. You guys would, it's rough, oh, dude. He'd, it's rough. Your, he'd rock your socks Dude, that off. is a yeah. rough life when you're the gear slut. And you're at like some place that's like, like I, I work sales, right? So if I'm sitting there and I'm like, dude, that distressor, like <laughs> that compression ratio on that, that is nuts. They're like, I uh, can't even pretend how much I don't care about what you're saying to me. <laughs> I'm going to try to forget it as fast as I can and change the topic to even like 
what are you drinking for a soda or something? How do we just not fucking talk about what you're saying right now? Yeah. Not okay. only do I not know what you're cool. talking about, <laughs> how about, I, how about I just buy a Sonic <laughs> Maximizer and we call it a day? Yeah. <laughs> I, I know that, that life, man. <laughs> I have a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone I speak words. Down. Everyone brings something different, and that's kind of why. That's why it works. Yeah, exactly. It works perfectly. Yeah. Cool. So I have, I used to have like five questions that I asked at the end. Um, I can, should I ask it traditionally yeah, or dude, just skip that like first one? To. The first one, dude, the first one people <laughs> just say like throughout it, but I guess you can kind of like cut it down to basics is like, what, what made you pursue basically being a barber is like, that's the thing that I have to do, I guess. We've, like I said, we've pretty much, we've kind of covered it, but is there anything else you have on that for like the inspiration? Yeah. What day one, what's like, I have to do that. Retail sucks. (laughs) 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 We all did retail. And I mean, like they are torture. I was, I was in management (laughs) positions and then saw corporate America going nowhere. And, you know, I was going to the same shop as Aaron. Um, and I just like, yo, I've always had this on the back burner. What do you think? And he told me to do it. And literally two days later, I was going to school. Like it was just right. Yeah. I, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I just feel like it was just the, the right thing. And I think we all reached a cap with the crap we were doing before. The amount of BS you can take. And you're just yeah. like, I just can't. It's like, if I'm going to like, you kind of get to like pick your bullshit in a way where it's just like, okay, well, yeah. if this is clearly going to suck and like working, always has this like hint of sucking to it. That's why you get money for it. And it's just like, okay, I'm going to pick between this shit sandwich and this shit sandwich, but maybe this one will be better. Eventually it'll be like a place where I want to go. And that's a, that's a good decision to finally be able to make for yourself. You're saying you have like a bad day here, even though this is like exactly what you want to do. It, it happens, but like, I would rather happens when I'm like recording a, an artist or something and like, we're just not getting along or we're just not like seeing eye to eye on like a part or something like that. I will get pissed off and like eat shit in that conversation all day for 14 hours over jobs that I hate. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I would love to just, yeah, exactly. I would have the shittiest day doing what I love every day of my life to not do the best day of what I just hate. And I, mm-hmm. I, I think here we're fortunate enough where like a shitty day isn't a shitty day because of here. It's just a shitty day. Right. In like general. I'm still here doing what I like to do. And you almost got to ground yourself doing like reminding yourself of like, Hey, I'm doing something that I like. I mean, like I think our worst days are like when Caleb and I are like, well, I had two no call, no shows today and I'll go home and I'll bitch about it to my wife. She'd be like, Oh, I'm yeah, poor you. Your life sucks. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, yeah, when you put it in that perspective, like right. my life is pretty freaking awesome. <laughs> like I got, I got two healthy kids. I got an awesome wife. I got a barbershop full of great dudes that provide awesome service to their clients. I can maybe I just needed to get that shit off my chest for two seconds, but it, it instantly just grounds me. Like, oh yeah, I'm way more fortunate than other people. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's the crap that I have to take home. Not mm-hmm. like a retail job where you're like, oh man, do we remember to put that stuff out? Like, is the boss going to be pissed? Because no matter where you are, there's always somebody else that's up here. Oh yeah, and you don't want to come into a shit sandwich tomorrow, right? You don't, and that's corporate America. That's working a desk job. Like, 
Yeah. Why didn't you get this done? Well, I needed to help this other person. Well, you're like, I don't care. It's not done. <laughs> you're like, oh, well, screw me then, I guess. Like, what awesome. the hell am I supposed to do? Yeah. I did everything I was supposed to do. And yeah. It still wasn't and like, good enough for you, and there's nothing I can do about it. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> at least, like, and then, I mean, at least in my case, like, starting school, like, I have tons of red flags go up, dude. Like, you're providing a service to strangers, essentially, at first. Obviously, you, you grow relationships with them and stuff like that, but at first, you're providing a service to strangers where they put all their trust into you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's nerve wracking as hell, but the reward of turning them around and them being stoked on their haircut and just like, so excited. That's, that's, you can't get that feeling for anything else. Like in my opinion, it. that's like what makes you want to come back in the shop every day, just seeing their faces being like stoked on what you just did for them. It's, it's a great feeling. It's like make people look cool. their best. And yeah, sweet. For me at least. Yeah, absolutely. I mean like the, like, look good feel good like it can do a lot for somebody like that, that's how i got into like cutting hair was i like you know i was like say i had a tough week i was looking forward to like going to get my hair cut you know and that's like i noticed that like i you know when i noticed that other people also feel great after a haircut is when i wanted to start feeling good after pursuing that you know i wanted to be like, i want to give that i want to offer that to other people yeah you can get like sappy about it but like at the end of the day like you have like a micro impact on the world because people go out and like maybe they're just a tad more confident so it makes them do like one extra thing that they weren't going to do yeah. exactly or they're just, yeah, yeah like who knows yeah. but it, yeah it could it could it could do it can do it can change it can help them get a job it could you know it could help them you know just have a better day it, it definitely it do, helps you get jobs it can do a ton that they for you right marry, like mm-hmm. a, a haircut can do want. a ton for you and yeah. if you want it to you know what i mean if you want that confidence build is huge yeah. And for for you guys too, at least for me, you know, or like the average person who works on like a creative process or just works through any process and like has a growth mindset and wants to do things better. Like that next cut that you do or whatever the next thing that's a person can do is just your opportunity to be like, oh, no, I cut that way better than I than I did a month ago. And yeah, now, I mean, and now I'm getting better. Now I feel better about my craft. Yeah, yeah. And so the product gets better while the, the, the service person gets better at the same time. The, the blades sharpen each other, so to speak. Yeah, seeing progression, like, as you're, you know, like, in front of your eyes, like, you know, like, day to day, mm-hmm. like, you just see, your, you, watch, you watch your work get better, and, like, you know, like, especially with repeat clients, mm-hmm. you know, you, you might be doing a haircut on somebody, and you're like, man, that guy's got tough hair. And then one day, it just looks way better mm-hmm. like, than it ever has before, and you're like, man, like, I did that's it. a milestone. I you know, cracked like, the code of this guy's hair, finally. It's, it's, it's a super Do they weird. notice that, too? Like, yeah. Do they notice, and like, oh, man, like, you really nailed... I have guys who've been sitting with me from the second I started at, you know, Stay True. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they tell me now, they're like, dude, like, you've always done a good job, but, like, now it's, like, it's... It's sick. It's, it's, like, it's, it, it's flawless. It's yeah. a quality cut, you know, but it, it's a super rewarding job. Very. Like, seems exciting, too, because... Then you think, well, if that's how it was a year from now, like how much better is it going to be one year from now or two years from now? It, 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 uh, it motivates you for sure to, you know, like exactly like how like this is only going to go up from here. Mm-hmm. You keep pushing and just keep learning. I was going to say, as long as you're willing to keep yeah. pushing yourself yeah. and not get stagnant and feel like I'm, I'm good now. Yeah. I'm set. You, you know? should never, yeah, that's like that's you death never be satisfied. Yeah. And that's, that's death in any job. Yeah. Oh, you should you should oh dude, I'm, I'm, I'm really killing it now. I don't I don't have any more to learn. Mm, I'm just yeah. gonna ride right. it. Yeah. No, you're really you gotta, you gotta wrong stay about humble. that. You gotta keep going. There's always something to learn. You gotta stay humble. Mm-hmm. All right. So what is like I guess for you, Corey, like with going 
to make the business, what's the biggest mistake that you feel like you've made? Or it doesn't have to be something you're like, no, damn. I'm perfect. <laughs> yeah. like and I'm humble as hell. Something if someone else is trying I'm to start so a barbershop, you're like, don't do that. That sucked. Um, I don't know. I think I kind of watched other people. I don't want to say stumble, but I mean, I saw, I saw, I saw the stuff I definitely never wanted to do. Sure. So I was very uh, like self-aware of the stuff that I felt didn't work. Um, and I made sure to never do any of that stuff okay. when I started it. So, I mean, I don't like proactive basically kind of. Yeah. Like I, but I, I think that went back to just from day one wanting to be a business owner. Um, and then having, having a lot of support with my mom and my wife, I think I was just always very, very, very cautious about stuff. Cause anything, if I screwed it up, that could be screwing up a whole bunch Lots of stuff for other stuff. people. And yeah. like, I didn't, this couldn't fail, you know? So like I never made a move unless I was positive that it would work. Okay. I guess if anything, the the thing that I didn't do is do it sooner. Sure. Wow. How many times you have know? we heard that? I know. Seriously. It's really? Just, yeah. It's a wicked common one that we get. It's like true, almost though, every yeah. other episode. It's what was your biggest mistake? Well, I really wish I did it like three years before. Yeah, like when I first started getting game. into it, I wish I just dove so, right in instead of. I mean, that was like, I remember my mom offering to like help me get started with the shop seven years ago now she's like let's just do it like i can do it i'm like no i don't have clientele and i gotta work at a walk-in shop so i can get clientele and i can meet new people she's like just do it like i'll help i'm like but what if it fails what if i don't do something right like i can't what if i don't make enough money to pay the bill for like just the rent there then i don't have that and then i've got this looming thing laying over me of i had this lease agreement for three years and i made it six months before i fucked it up yeah you know so I'm like no i can't do that and six months into working for somebody else i just like all right i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna work my ass off and i remember my mom just being like yeah it's too late you gotta just you just gotta keep going just working for somebody and even my wife was just like you kind of you got to make up your mind do one thing or the other and i kept working for someone because it was i had somewhere to be you know, mm-hmm. like I yeah. didn't have to take that risk of not having somewhere or screwing it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause that scared the hell out of me. It always scared the hell out of me. hundred percent. That's like the scariest um, part. It should. It's a scary ass thing. It is. Taking that first step. Hyper responsibility, like soul responsibility. Yeah. I, th- I think that's the only thing that I, I can't think of anything. No, that's good. a good one though. The cautious way to go about it. It's what a good about habit to be in. Flip side, best thing, like best idea in this process you've ever come up with, and you're like that. 100 percent was amazing choice. Um, maybe if anything, I would say with every barber here, I've taken time where it was like every single haircut that they did, I went through and checked because I wanted to make sure that every haircut in the shop was living up to as close to my chair's expectations as possible. Like I didn't want something that I would forget or not notice leaving the shop. Right. You know, and I don't know if that came from experience or that came, what that came from, but it just, 
I saw a lot of other barbers that started out and then it was really hard for them to get people to come back to their chair because they couldn't, unless they knew what they could have done better the next time they didn't know. So they would just keep doing something and then somebody would go, Oh, I don't want to sit with that person. I'd rather sit with this person. Right. And I'm like, that's cool. But like, aren't you friends with that guy? Like you should want to sit with him. Like, well, he didn't get that right. He's like, well, he's got to learn. So I kind of took it. Um, like making sure that everybody's on the same track. And then I got completely burnt out this holiday season with that. And I think the second best thing I ever did was stopping doing that. Okay. You know, like everybody kind of knew what I expected mm-hmm. of that point and what was like demanded of them. But it was also known that anybody in the shop can ask literally any of the other four barbers at any given time, if they're in here, Hey, can you give me a second opinion on this? Can you look at this? What do you think of this? How should I approach this? Yada, yada, yada. And everybody's been all the better for it. Like, I think when I stopped doing that, Aaron got tenfold better. Literally sure. like that day. It's like, the, like you said, it's like that yeah. expectation where it's like, I trust that you're going to do the best haircut because I've taught you how to do it. And now I'm taking like the reins off. Like exactly. you have to, now you have to do it without me looking. Yeah. And like, like you said, you set that precedence That's and like, then the precedence happens. It's like when your dad is mad at you and like you can um, handle when he's just like, Oh my God, you're the worst. But like when he's like, I'm, I'm just disappointed, son. And you're oh, like, yeah. Oh shit. Yep. Bad. It's the same way. <laughs> this is bad. It's like, Oh, but this haircut. And then he's like, he's like, oh, I got to ace this because I just know that it's supposed to be good. Right. Like, That's how it has to be. I, I think so. It's I really, I think that like more, more like drive in it because of that. Basically. I think every, everybody stepped it up infinitely from that. Cause I think like, I mean, you can say it. Say what you always say about it. Say it, Caleb. Say it. <laughs> you want me to say it for you? I'll say no, it for uh, you. Give I'll, it to you me. Say it. I, give me a sec. Do it. Just, just what are you waiting for? Um, <laughs> Caleb, hurry up. Hurry <laughs> up. Uh, so, like when you know when he stopped doing like the checks, man, I was you know I'd been cutting hair for like with him for like two years, and when he stopped doing checks, my like my I don't know the end like. Before, like when he was doing checks, I was looking for all the things that Corey was looking for. I wasn't paying attention to like, like the the to- the overall like look of the haircut. You know, I was kind of looking for mistakes that Corey would pick out. Okay. Um, and then when he stopped take like you know checking for all those things, like I noticed that I was still doing just as good of a haircut, but I was doing it like you know more efficiently and like I was paying more attention to like the actual like end like, end result. Cause there was no like there, cause there maybe cause there wasn't like a thing like, well, if I miss this, then that person's going to catch right. it. No, and exactly. Like, this literally stops at me. Like if right. this goes out bad, then like I stopped, I stopped like making these like little mistakes that I was making or a little like, you know, things I wasn't catching when I stopped having that, like when Corey stopped checking them and for whatever reason, like right. my, they just like the, the end goal changed. Like it like, clicked. Yeah. Just almost. something, yeah, something clicked. Dude, like, like you said, you stopped hyper-focusing on stuff that I was just going to walk over and be like, hey, what about that? Right. You know? Just yeah, I mean, I'd beat you like a red-headed stepchild. <laughs> oh, so much. Aaron, you're adopted, by the so way. So much. I just stopped it twice. <laughs> yes. Soulless son of a bitch. <laughs> um, if anybody didn't know, Aaron is redhead. Yep. Just for yeah. people listening, just so that that doesn't sound like right. a weird well, we comment. We are doing video. 
we yeah. are doing video. Yeah, but I mean, like, maybe I could do like some Photoshop or something and like really like just ginger the hell out of them. <laughs> just, it's, it's my beard. It's, just, it's the, it's the <laughs> freckles all over that goddamn face. It's, just, it's, just, the, it's the gray part of my beard. <laughs> you gotta just, you gotta just white out the eyes in the video so yeah. he just looks oh, empty yeah, inside. Yeah, actually, has like the blue face paint on. I need like, Photoshop the lack of a soul. <laughs> <laughs> just make him look dead inside. What is uh, from any of you? Any of you? What's like a book that you would recommend, or it could be it could be a movie or a video or something too that you'd recommend to people? Either mindset, train of thought, organization. It could be in your field. Happy Gilmore. <laughs> that doesn't put you together. And Caddyshack. <laughs> golf movies. Just golf movies. <laughs> golf Anything Jack Nicholson? Yeah. Probably a genius. Mm. Probably. I don't know. I haven't read anything. Yeah. No, okay. I'm serious. I'll let these guys answer that. It can be, yeah, it doesn't have to be books. Yeah, it doesn't have to be super serious either, is the thing. I mean, like I said, I'm sticking with Happy Gilmore and Caddyshack. Good. Um, that's a tough one. Kebab? I don't read. <laughs> you can't. can't Spider-Man uh, number one. Please tell me. Brilliant. I can read. Yeah. I just choose not to. My choose man. not to. I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. All right. All right. It's not his fault. He can't read. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing. How do people stay up? Stay up. Uh, like with you guys. Like social website. <laughs> where do they? Where do they find? Stay true. Um, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash stay true barbers. Instagram is uh at stay true barbershop um all one word and from there you can just find everybody's individual page we try to keep it pretty updated oh yeah our website stay true that's another good one so um you can book your appointments yeah, even right on that website say, yeah. which is pretty sick oh yeah i saw that give that's you an actually alert really right true. on your yeah. phone yeah yeah good phone updates oh yeah guys you can even come in here on fridays and saturdays and eat some popcorn while you yeah Shoot the breeze with the boys. Or Mexican use the popcorn machine. Oh yeah, yeah, we got the Mexican Amazon. cokes. Mexican Some agua as mm. well. <laughs> That's Spanish. I don't speak Spanish. English, please. Because <laughs> you pooped in the refrigerator. No hablas en inglés, por favor. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for being on the Waking Up From Work podcast. Yeah, yeah, so thank you, for thank you very yeah. much. This was great. This is awesome. Sweet. Well, cheers, guys. Awesome, guys. So that was another episode of the Waking Up From Work podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got some value from it. If you enjoyed it or didn't enjoy it, and some of the changes that we're making, the on-site, the off-site, the new intros, the content, definitely hit us up at wakeupfromworkpodcast at gmail.com or check out wakingupfromwork.com. You can see the show notes on this episode and any of the episodes you can also get in touch with, with us there and let us know what you think. Let us know some of the stuff that you want covered so that we can help you and maybe help you start your business or get your passion or where you want to be at in life quicker or better or more fulfillingly or just hang out, whatever it is, definitely hit us up because we want to hear from you. So I just want to shout out real quick. I want to read one of the reviews from the podcast. This is from Jedi Ranger. So you're already close to my heart. Um, this person said, David, I appreciate this podcast. I feel like you know your stuff. Your information is so real. Thank you for broadcasting. Uh, I'm trying to know my stuff, but uh, thank you for thinking that. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm tight at, at creating the perception, but thank you, Jedi Ranger, for your review. We really appreciate it. If you guys have any feedback for us, a review, a rating, 
really helps us uh, to get out there. And we appreciate it more than you know. I'm going to keep reading these things off and, uh, and, and getting that back to you guys. But thank you guys so much. If you want to check us out and see what we're up to, Instagram or Twitter at Dave Wake Up. Obviously, wakingupfromwork.com, like I said. Or you can see us on Facebook, Waking Up From Work Podcast. And YouTube is up and running, guys. So YouTube channel, just look up Waking Up From Work Podcast. And we have these podcasts that we're doing. We're actually putting video of it and kind of some snap cuts of us going to the property. But I'm also going to start getting some content out there for you based off of some of the lessons I'm learning from these business owners and some of the things that I've learned through school or doing And uh, I'm hoping that I can get some more stuff out to you in different ways. So keep hustling, keep going after what you want and uh, keep hustling, guys. I really appreciate it. Much love.